Okay, that's good. Yes. All right, we're all set. Yeah. Okay, good. sweet. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us at the Cafe Stop. Um, our guest today, she's the the first triathlete that we've on had on the show. Um, she's taller than Mike and me and has significantly better hair uh, than both of us. <laughs> she's uh, an Ironman podium finisher at the 70.3 Super Frog in 2019, Miss Carolyn Carter, a.k.a. the L.A. Triathlete. Um, and you're on Instagram as well. Uh, that's at L.A. underscore triathlete. And you have some killer content on there, um, some seriously funny stuff. And, and you've taken a different approach maybe than the vast majority of cyclists, triathletes. Uh, you don't have that stereotypical every serious picture and long description about training and blah 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 so uh, i think it's an awesome approach and obviously your fans do too so um yeah yeah just uh wanted to direct everyone to your page um as well some some educational stuff and some some inspirational stuff but we'll, we'll get to that for sure hi i just turned my camera off i don't know if that helped wait i'm like just disconnected from my wi-fi i don't know it's uh -oh. fine i don't know what's going on but i'm on 5g now so hopefully <laughs> oh shit We'll reimburse you. <laughs> you're, you're, <laughs> you're welcome to stay camera off. Yeah, yeah. Okay, sure. thanks. I don't know why that happened. That's weird. I wonder. Our internet sometimes like shuts off for a bit. Anyway, continue. So, okay. I'm sorry. No, no, no. We're all good. Mike is a genius. He can cut out all the shit. So don't worry. Okay, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're good. Awesome. Um, no, so the intro is done. So, okay, yeah. Uh, Mike, you want to jump in and start off there where we are? Yes, I will do that. Make make sure when you um, say the box coffee, you say two X. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't usually do this bit. So. Well, I can do it. I can do it if you want. Um, all right. And then you you Go do the it. the question after. Good. I I always. All right. Do yeah. Judge. Sorry. Except yesterday when Sam took the question away. That's from true. true. All right. Sorry. Okay. We're set now. My apologies again. <laughs> uh, all right. So here we are. Yeah, so Carolyn, you turned us on to uh, your favorite coffee shop, uh, Box Coffee, uh, by your old place in LA. Um, that was a, a favorite stop of yours? Yeah, so it was actually under my old apartment complex. It was like, I just walked down a flight of stairs and it was right there. Um, but yeah, their oh, coffee's really good. I, I moved into that apartment in 20, when I moved to LA, it was like 2019, and it was under construction. And then finally, after COVID, they got it all open. Um, nice. And it's just like, a no frills like and this is coming from me i'm a basic bitch you know i like i like the pumpkin cream cold brew and like the <laughs> the more sugar the better but they don't even have like there's no flavored coffees it's just like there's like four drinks on the menu but the coffee itself is is really really good coffee nice nice that's awesome i if i had a coffee shop under the building i live i'd be in big trouble i think uh, yeah, it was kind of expensive. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's awesome. You can find them on Instagram at Box Coffee. That's Box with B O X X, and um, online at boxcoffee.com. Same spelling. All right, my favorite question of the whole podcast. Um, hypothetically, we're on a bike ride. There's a there's a town sign. We're we're all racing to get to the coffee shop. You beat us there. What are we buying you for coffee? Uh, what's your Ooh, order? that is a good question. Okay, so if we're talking. If we're talking a uh, coffee shop that actually, <laughs> like most of them have like flavors and, and sugary drinks, um, I'm just a fan of the classic, I would say probably like an iced vanilla latte with like oat milk in it. I think that's maybe, and if like even fancier, if they have like a lavender, like a vanilla lavender latte, that that's what I'd be making you buy. <laughs> nice. 
Mm, I, I saw a TikTok today of lavender. That's actually the first introduction I've had to lavender. Really? That I'm a, a big lover. Yeah, I'm a big lover of the oat milk, just not lavender. Interesting. Oh my gosh, it's so good. You have to experience the world, Mikey. <laughs> I know. I've got to get. I mean, this particular this particular thing was actually a Red Bull latte, so it is completely a Red Bull latte. Something I never want to try. Yeah, it was uh, honey, and then blueberry and lavender and vanilla, and then Red oh, Bull, God. and then oh. double cream, and it was iced. That's wow. interesting. Uh, um, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have nothing to say. There's no words. All right, we'll leave that alone. Um, no, um, we would definitely be buying you that and any treats to go with that. Oh, oh yeah. I'm a big, uh, <laughs> big bake. I just like sweets. Like that's my favorite thing. Um, if there's like a I'm large cookie, I feel like there's always a big cookie. That's oh, what I want. Yeah. Like a chocolate chip, like big old chocolate chunks, maybe a little sea salt on there. Yeah. Sounds oh, pretty good. God, yeah. <laughs> Sounds amazing. Uh, now that we're all hungry. Um, so, uh, uh, no, Carolyn, you have, uh, quite the following on social media as well. And, um, like I said earlier, um, some, some really like authentic and, and funny, uh, genuine content. So, um, how, like, how did that all start for you? When did you decide to go that way with, you know, the funny video clips? Well, thank you so much. Um, so I started that account. Oh my God. Uh, so long ago, I think. I it was probably 2015. I wasn't even into triathlons yet, but I kind of wanted to like take it at a fitness angle, I guess. Um, oh, and then I remember I just like kind of was just, yeah, like, and then I started doing triathlons and then angled it towards that. But I like didn't really know what to post. And I felt like it just kind of lacked, you know, I would just post like a photo here and there. And then um, when I moved out to LA, I started getting more followers just from like meeting new people and everything like that. And it started to grow a little bit. Um, and then I made one reel last year like when they started becoming more popular and it got yeah. like a ton of likes and brought in a bunch of followers and i was like oh hold on um <laughs> and i think the first reel i made it wasn't funny i don't remember what it was uh i don't remember that's a good question but um it, i like it was like something with transitions you know and then i was like okay like i, I noticed that there was a lack of like more silly kind of content related to triathlon yeah. and cycling so i was like i'm gonna take yeah. it this direction and then I just kind of picked um picked up from there so yeah no that's awesome really cool um it's nice to see like uh kind of keeping things lighter as well i think helps you know bring more people in and be like have it be a more inclusive uh, atmosphere whereas you know a lot of people have that ultra serious and, and can kind of be intimidating you know so i, I think it's awesome to see that yeah, that's one thing um, I definitely noticed, too. There was definitely, like, a space, like, that was needed. You know, I feel like you're right. A lot of the cycling people I see on Instagram are just, just doing a pose, and they are intimidating, yeah. and it's, like, <laughs> like, I don't think that this is – it can be an intimidating sport, but I think – For sure, yeah. I try to make it more welcoming, you know, and, I mean, generally the yeah. people I ride with, they I feel like they're also very welcoming, and I want people to know that – they can feel comfortable um, yeah. coming to me with like, because I mean, you know, people think that they have the dumbest questions, and I'm like, well, we all started somewhere. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> I had the same questions when I started, and so that's yeah, just what I'm here sure. for, you know. Yeah, I think like cycling and triathlon in particular, um, maybe more so than other sports, are 
uh, you know, that type of intimidating, um, it's kind of heightened like to another level. Um, and people are afraid to ask those Mm -hmm. questions. So like, it's really cool, uh, to see people who are welcoming and, um, you know, it's very apparent from, from what you post and all that. So, uh, that's awesome. We appreciate that. And it's a big reason why, you know, we, we do this show is to tell stories and spread the word and let people know, you know, it's not all scary and intense training 24 seven and like you're allowed to have fun you know so (laughs) yeah definitely (laughs) nice nice and you have um a blog as well is that right yes so i have a blog it's kind of (laughs) one of those things that i want to be more like to be better about posting Mm -hmm. and i love writing i just never really seem to find the time, but I do have a blog and, um, try to upload or post like more helpful types of posts. Like, um, I like race reports after, you know, cause you don't want people signing up for really. a sucky race. Um, <laughs> and then just like tips. Yeah. Like tips for beginners, common questions I get on Instagram, but, um, but yeah. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Um, and like, taking things way back because i know it also says you also like you you race bikes too on on your instagram um I do. so mm-hmm. where um where did it all start for you from like an athletic perspective and how did you get into riding and, and triathlon Ooh, well i'm gonna take it way back <laughs> so um <laughs> Please. i was a swimmer when i started swimming when i was five <laughs> we're going way back in time um wow so yeah, when I was five, I started swimming competitively. Uh, and then I, I like, that was the only sport I did my entire life. I didn't even try any other sports. I loved swimming. Um, I swam at a D one college back in Ohio only for a year. Um, didn't just like quit after my, fr- I got super burnout and I was just like over it. Um, it was a lot. Uh, Makes so kind of quit to focus more on studying and also maybe like partying a little bit, you know? Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> People don't uh, do that, do so they? So after that, I didn't really... What? No, it was a perfect, <laughs> perfect straight-A student. Um, <laughs> and I... Yeah, so I, like, took a few years off of, like, any form of exercise. And then I actually got into running. Um, and then I ran, I think, in, like, right after college. And then I ran... I think I ran, like, a half marathon. And then I was like, all right, well, I've got two of the sports down. So I bought a bike. And I started doing triathlons, um, in 2016. And so the first bike, um, I had that bike for a really long time. Actually really loved that bike, but it was just this like cheap kind of crappy road bike I got. Um, I didn't know anything. <laughs> I was actually talking to my friend about this the other day. Cause they're like, when you buy a bike, no one tells you anything. And I think that that's another reason I have my Instagram <laughs> account is just like, there's so much about bikes. Like no one tells you you have to clean a chain. You know, At least they didn't tell me that. True. So like literally yeah. didn't clean I, my chain. <laughs> I haven't cleaned my chain in years. Well, I mean, honestly, say I'm kidding, like, I'm I know kidding. I'm supposed to, but yeah, I still don't. <laughs> I know. I mean, I hardly, like I do the laziest um, job with it. I hardly ever do, <laughs> but I mean, I know I should. Oh, more. same. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, you should, you have the knowledge, but, um, I'm the same way, but yeah. So I got the bike actually like, um, did not like riding a bike. I only did it because I had to for triathlons and that's because I was riding by myself. Um, yeah, I just ride on this bike trail uh, in Cincinnati. It was really boring. And then I found a group, I found a cycling shop back in Cincinnati that I loved the 
shop owner was super nice and he taught me everything I needed to know about bikes. Um, and then there was a group ride there every week. And then, um, when I moved out to LA in 2019, I found like the fast groups out here was riding with some really fast people. And then the Southern California, like racing scene is huge. Um, and I was like, not really into it initially. And then COVID happened. And then after COVID, I was like, all right, I should probably give this a shot. So yeah, yeah. then I just started, I mean, I don't race often, but, um, yeah, done a couple crits and road races. Oh, wow. Wow. I think there's a lot to be said for a local bike shop, getting people into yeah. bike riding. I think I can probably, uh, give my, like my entry into cycling is probably because of a bike shop in Ottawa. Oh yeah. As well. Um, and I definitely wouldn't have been such a prolific cyclist if I hadn't gone to that mm-hmm. shop, um, to first get my bike fixed, probably cause I didn't clean something. <laughs> I think those shops though are like, uh, like the essence of the cycling community really revolves around those shops and everybody knows everybody and people go in like just to chat oh, or yeah. to learn things Absolutely. like that. Um, yeah, no, it's really cool to see. And that's another place that uh, people do them well to learn that it's not so intimidating. Um, some places can be, but other places can be, you know, super chill and <laughs> like a great place to hang out, right? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember that shop. I think that, unfortunately, I think they actually closed recently after COVID. I, oh, no. The guy who owned it just got, I think he was a little, like, maybe just retired. I know, it's so sad. Um, but yeah, we would just like hang out there. We would have like movie nights at the shop. And movie then like if your bike shop. was getting fixed. Yeah, it was crazy. That's they'd like amazing. put all these chairs out and like we'd go for a ride. It was so much fun. And then they'd like, you'd get beer while, the, you know, he's working on your bike and, um, okay. you know, and then he, it's like How you work with someone like that close? and then word spreads. I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I still don't know all the answers. And it, I mean, it's super depressing. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's really, really cool. Um, so I, and, and like one of the things I am really curious about, um, like I, I'm super happy you found that little niche, um, in a very welcoming spot. And it seems like you're definitely a, a person who loves to give that back in the same way that you receive such a warm welcome, which is, is amazing. Um, I'm curious though, like in terms of, the world of endurance sport um, and how you see the world, you mm-hmm. know, uh, like riding and running and swimming are, are definitely not sports that can take place in one central spot, right? Like they can really be done anywhere as right. long as there's land or, or water and that sort of thing. And I think that's what draws me to riding specifically because I can see so much of the world and, um, you know, and uh, triathlon as well is a lot more spaced out. So there's more travel involved with that too. So I was just wondering, um, you know, how how has that kind of influenced you and where you see yourself in sport and uh, like, what have your experiences been like kind of discovering different places in the world? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I always like to say like one of my favorite things about I don't know. I feel like seeing a city or like a new place on a bike is so much different than seeing it in a car. I don't know why. I mean, maybe because you're moving way slower than a car will move. But um, <laughs> like, I just think when I was still in Cincinnati, I lived there for 26 years, like since I was born. And when I picked up, you know, started riding the bike and started joining groups, it was just like so cool. Like it just different roads and 
rural areas I'd never been to before. I'd have no reason to go on these roads because I could just take the highway. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, that was really cool to just like discover my own like city in like a new way. Um, but then same with like moving out here. I just don't think I would have um, like seen as much of LA without my bike and like being able to just get on a bike and like go up into the mountains is I don't know. There's nothing, nothing better, honestly. Um, and yeah. running is kind of the same way, uh, but a lot slower. <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely can't see as much, but it's kind of, it also, <laughs> this is kind of dumb, but like running and cycling has given me such a good sense of direction. I did not have that oh, before, but like, no, you have to know where you're going <laughs> totally, if you're out for a run, totally. you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I can absolutely identify with that. It's, uh, it, it has revolutionized my sense of direction for sure to say the least that's such a great point um, right <laughs> yeah it's amazing and uh that whole point too you're making about like rediscovering your own city that you've lived in for like almost three decades is pretty cool as well yeah i think if anyone i mean even if you're not going to be like an avid cyclist or race a bike. It's like, I feel like just getting on a bike can really change your life as corny as that sounds. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's, it's totally right. And I think people who haven't done it, they truly can't appreciate the full weight of that sentiment. Right. And it can sound corny, but I like people exactly. should give it a shot because it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, it is. It is. It's on, like a definitely unique. Yeah, absolutely. And on the, um, the swimming uh, side of things. Um, I imagine there's tons of super cool yeah. exploring uh, in that realm too. Um, and I think I saw, so you are PADI certified, correct? Which is, that means you're a professional association of diving instructor certification. Yeah. So I am scuba certified. <laughs> That's just like the fancy way. I can just get into the ocean and breathe in the water. <laughs> yeah. So you're a fish, essentially. I am. I am. Yeah. yeah. So I got my, um, it's like my dream since I was five, right? To become a fish. Yeah. So I actually haven't scuba dive dove, scuba dove since, oh my God, I done it literally. Wait, when was that? 2018. I haven't done it since. So oh, wow. <laughs> I need to do wow. it. Yeah. No, that's but, super cool. Um, how like how did you get into that too and how like how long you've been doing it yeah so that i actually got it i was in this um, master's program um and it was for biology and each summer we had a different um trip that we would go on like you could just like uh, pick a place cool. and, and go and kind of like a yeah it was really cool it was like a study abroad um <clears throat> excuse me and one of the summers i went to australia and i was like well and the whole course was about the Great Barrier Reef. And I was like, if I'm going to get on a plane for 18 hours and be at the Great Barrier Reef, you can bet your bottom dollar I'm, I'm going to be scuba certified when I'm there. Um, so, yeah, I definitely got scuba certified. It was kind of expensive, but well worth it. Um, but now it's like nice because I can have that option whenever I want. Not like I said, I haven't done it in years, but it's nice to know I could go out there and scuba dive if I needed to. <laughs> yeah, that's super, super cool. Uh, you must have seen some really interesting stuff with that as well. Oh, yeah. What did I see in Australia? Um, I'm really into snorkeling, too, and that's like obviously a little bit more accessible. Um, but I've seen mm -hmm. 
gosh, on those trips. I've seen a few sharks. Um, none of them were like scary, <laughs> scary sharks and some octopus, um, stuff like sea turtles. That's the best. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Jumping back to triathlon and that, uh, that scene. Um, and maybe yeah. on a, a more controversial note, sometimes, um, oh, obviously okay. Mike, Mike and I are, are big, uh, big cyclists uh, and you, you just, like, you race uh, bikes as well. So that's, yeah. that's super cool. And there's a lot of crossover with, with some people. Um, but there's some interesting dynamics between cyclists and, and triathletes sometimes. And, you know, a lot of jokes are made back and forth, usually in good fun. Yeah. Um, but so, sometimes there's a, like. I don't want to say genuine dislike because that's not entirely true, but sometimes there's, there's definitely an element between some of the people, uh, in cycling and oh, triathlon. Yeah. Um, and my, so my coach was saying, Alan, he says, um, like he was saying, he thinks triathlon is one of the best things you can do from an overall health perspective. Um, like there's the, you hear a lot about bone density and running as opposed to cycling, that kind of thing. Um, and being a, you know, biology, uh, or you have a master's in biology. Um, so you might be able to speak to that a little bit too, but uh, just what are your thoughts on that kind of being just in terms of physical fitness, uh, you know, the overlap with, with mental health as well. Um, just from an overall health perspective, would you agree? Yes. So I think triathlon, um, is probably like one of the best things that's ever happened. Like for my mental health, I know it's just coming from being an athlete my entire life. Um, I, and like I said, so I, you know, swam my whole life. So I'm in my first year of college. And then after I quit, I did three years of college, but I had no, like, was like not exercising really. And wasn't like working towards a goal physically. And I definitely noticed that took a toll. Um, cause then there was like another six months right after college before I got into running where I wasn't like in college, I was looking for a job. I was super depressed cause you know, I didn't have a job yet. It was just like, everything sucked. Um, but then I felt like once I signed up for the half marathon, I had a goal. Um, and I don't know, just like having something to work mm-hmm. towards having something to, I don't know. I don't really know how to word this, but like, yeah, just having a goal really makes me happy and keeps me motivated. Yeah. Um, so like for my mental health, that's great. If I didn't do triathlon, I don't know. I would have to find some other <laughs> hobby. Like I don't know what else I would do. Um, especially I work from home too. And it's like, it's just like a good opportunity to get out of the house yeah. and like go, you know, see my friends and just like, just do something. And, and the endorphins are Absolutely. great. But um, yeah. And then as far as physical health, um, I, it's hard to compare like how fit I am compared to like when I was swimming just because I was like so much younger but I definitely feel I do think I'm more fit now than I was then just because of the diversity of the sports um like I never ran ever I had the probably no lower body strength and I would look at pictures when I was younger I had these like little toothpick <laughs> legs because I like never like did anything and now it's like oh I've got like quads now so that's cool um but <laughs> and I noticed too like during COVID I did not do any triathlon training because I wasn't didn't have a triathlon to train for. So I was riding my bike a lot. Um, and I noticed when I got back into running after COVID that the running like really does carry over to cycling. Um, I don't know, it really goes the other way around because my running isn't great, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) uh, yeah, the running I think is definitely the most daunting for me. Um, 
It sucks. <laughs> I hate it. I don't know. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, um, you said you, uh, you like having goals. Um, I, I was just wondering yeah. how you go about training for all three different sports as well as juggling a job at the same time. Oh, it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, when, having a coach has helped a lot because he just makes the workouts. I just look at my training peaks and I go, um, do whatever he tells me to do. But it definitely is a lot of early mornings. Um, like I like to run in the morning cause it just gets so hot. It's still so hot in LA. Like it hasn't Jeez. cooled down. Um, but <laughs> so yeah, a lot of like two a days. Um, it can definitely get a little bit hard though. You know, obviously work comes first because my work pays me. Um, triathlon does not pay me. Uh, so it's, there's definitely been some days where I like this morning, for example, I was supposed to do a swim. Um, and I had this like meeting come up at six 30 in the morning because, um, every, my, uh, company's headquarters is like two hours ahead. So then I had to like kind of adjust and work around it. So it definitely requires some flexibility. Yeah, no, like it, it's, I imagine it's like a pretzel with everything all intertwined and trying to jam things in when you can. And, must be exhausted yeah. some days, but uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> it definitely speaks to the passion. And I think cycling, triathlon, both like there, there's so much training involved that it's not one of those things that you can do unless you are truly, really passionate about it. Absolutely. That's yeah. true. Um, and, you know, um, on that note, for both cycling and triathlon, I think um, they kind of both have a reputation as being kind of those, you know, stuffy sports and not much has changed in a long, long time. <laughs> and, um, you know, it seems like you had a particularly great experience, um, in some respects about people that were welcoming and teaching you things and that sort of thing, uh, which is awesome. I think that's one of the things, like I said earlier, it's great to see you doing that because we need more of that. Um, yeah. Uh, and do, like, do you think, you know, there's some work to do for both sports in terms of inclusion and diversity and equity and, and those sorts of things. Absolutely. So being in LA, um, I would say that the groups that I ride with are more diverse just because I'm coming from a more diverse mm -hmm. area. Um, but like even back in Ohio, it was just like, old, like, <laughs> I don't want to say like old white men, but you know, it's like, <laughs> you can say it, it's fine. It's totally true. <laughs> it's a lot. It's fine. Um, I would say like cycling is just, it's extremely male dominated. And I think that can be very intimidating. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's a lot of reason, a big part of the reason not a lot of women, um, get into it. And I've talked to, there's been a few women, um, I've known through triathlon separately that are like, Oh, I don't ride with groups. Like I refuse to, uh, like, I don't want to ride with like these, like, you know, like cycling douchebags yeah, and everything yeah. like that. And I'm like, well, come ride with like our group. And, um, I just, I think I, part of it, I did get, there can be, okay, don't get me wrong. There can be douchebags. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, not, it's not going to twist yeah. it. Um, but I just, I did get lucky with the group that I found. Um, Nice. that they were so welcoming but i do I, there is some definitely some work to do um i think another thing that's just so hard with these two sports is like they're so expensive yeah, um and i think that that can be really discouraging to a lot of people but like especially you know younger people that are fresh out of college mm -hmm. and who may not have like like job like you know jobs yeah. yet like i didn't even have a job when i started to to get into it i just think 
it's like they need to lower the cost of some of these oh, races. Absolutely. It's yeah. insane. It, the, the cost of um, entry to races and even like the cost of oh bikes and, and equipment and that sort of thing. Like uh, it's a huge learning curve. Like you think when you're getting into it, that it, this is yeah. like $1,500, $2,000 bike is super expensive. Yep. And that's kind of like the bottom of the line. If you want a decent, half decent bike, right? Yeah. So it can go way, way up. That's yeah, yeah, wheels. it could be a set of wheels yeah. for a nice bike. It's literally yeah, just yeah. the wheels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's so true. And that's like one thing I run into. It's like, okay, I'm really into the sport. I'm like, you know, I've got my professional card now mm-hmm. and everything, but it's like I still cannot afford a smart trainer. Like I need to afford my student yeah. loan before I can pay for a smart trainer, you know, like all this yeah. stuff. And it's just um, and you're right. And you get a bike and you think, okay, well, I've got a bike. Like I can do these sports now. And then you forget about all the maintenance yeah. and like that yeah. stuff. So it, it just, I wrote a blog, um, for somebody recently and it was like how to do triathlon for cheap. And I was like, right in, I was like, okay, this is as cheap as yeah. I can <laughs> try to get it, but it's still expensive yeah. as hell. Um, but that's one thing I think that can be fixed if they can just at least ro- lower the like cost of registration or like offer yeah. some sort of programs or something. Um, and definitely another area I see, and this I think has been a pretty big issue. I don't know, probably everywhere, but like I've noticed with Southern California racing is, um, the like payouts, the price yeah, purses between men and women, um, totally, totally off. It's bad. Yeah. It's way off. And I haven't experienced that. I'm only like a cat four still just, I haven't raced that much, yeah. but. So I don't really think I've done a race where there's been money on the table for me. But one thing that like, just like an example of, uh, something that kind of pissed me off was like, I did this road race and it was, it was a circuit race and I, you know, drove all the way there. Um, just so, so excited to race. And I think that the women cat four or five race was like three laps. It was 12 miles, right? (laughs) 12 it was like at the yeah it wasn't a i forget how long the course was i guess it was like a four mile like loop and we did it three times and then the men's cat four or five was like three times as oh long and it's like if i'm paying the same amount of money as like this guy why can i yeah like at least get the same distance like i don't want to drive all the way over yeah, here race totally. 12 miles yeah. you know and then you know people have the audacity to say oh like why aren't more women joining <laughs> oh yeah exactly um seems yeah exactly yeah and even like you said even as you move up in categories the payouts are drastically different um yeah oh yeah and eat like yeah (laughs) oh man it's it's one of the big issues i think in both sports even even in triathlon the the payout's different as well right so yeah yeah i think it might not be as like extreme in triathlon, but that is a, I should probably figure that out. Not that I would ever be in a position <laughs> to win money at a triathlon, but you never know, right? A girl can dream. <laughs> You've got a coach now. Yeah, exactly. I know. Oh my gosh. We'll see. <laughs> Paying him for something, right? <laughs> um, in, in terms of your racing, actually, um, like one thing I wanted to touch on was uh, like, I was yeah. so like, personally inspired by your Santa Cruz uh performance at the 70.3 um like you had a good swim an okay bike and um not the run you were hoping for <laughs> to say the least <laughs> right <laughs> um and if people don't know uh, you said like you started cramping after mile one yeah mm-hmm. um yeah 
So I can't even begin to imagine like the mental strength it took to get through that entire run. Um, You know, you said both your quads were cramping after the first mile. Oh yeah, it was rough. Oh God. (laughs) Um, And the run for people who don't know too is, uh, you know, 13 miles or almost 21 kilometers, uh, which is insanity (laughs) at the beginning of that run feel like absolute garbage. And then to have the toughness to push through and finish that is, is amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, that was, I don't know. I think it was definitely mental, you know, it kind of started on the bike that day. The swim was great. Never had a, that was my fastest swim split I've ever, I finished in the middle of the pack for the pro wave. But I think part of it was like, this was my first big pro race starting next to these women who are just insane. And I think I put a lot of pressure on myself because I was like, Oh, I don't want to come in dead last. Well, I did. Um, (laughs) because of the pressure I put on myself. Um, but anyway, the bike, I just, it was super humid that day and I thought I was fueling properly. (laughs) Um, and I, I knew like, you know, there's, it was out and back. And I think that there might've been a slight headwind. I can't remember I've been going out and I just know, like I was looking at the clock and I was like, I'm not going to PR this. And I have a coach now, like all this stuff, I was getting pissed. So I was just pushing so hard to try to like get my PR. And I was not even, I was like three minutes slower. That's not even close. Um, yeah. And then I started the run and yeah, my, both my quads, I've never had a quad cramp. Oh, no. It was weird. It was both of them. And I was like, it was like every time my foot hit the ground, it would kind of seize up. And I was like, Oh shit, like, what do I do? And so that was also an out and back. And I, I got like a mile out and I was like, okay, I can turn around now and just have to walk a mile back. Yeah. And then I was like two miles out and then, you know, you get to mile three and you're like, okay, I'm like halfway to the turnaround point. You know, I might as well just keep going. And I kept telling myself too, I was like, it just hurts so bad. And I just knew I needed salt and I didn't have any. And that was, that's, a big lesson learned yeah. um but i uh i kept telling myself oh if i see a medic or a medical tent i'm just gonna like pull yeah. out of the race but then i never <laughs> saw one and i was like well got to mile eight and i was like shit i guess i better finish this thing and it was and my mom oh, flew God. out wow. from ohio and i was like i can't yeah. let her down and that was probably a big reason you know and also i just knew if i didn't finish i would be so mad yeah. at myself um so i just pushed through and then finish no, but i was awesome. not a good day <laughs> <laughs> no i it definitely i can imagine didn't feel good in some respects and especially physically um but it must have felt great to cross the line yeah it did I, it was a sense of accomplishment i mean it was one of my it wasn't my slowest race ever you know it was like right in the middle um yeah just being i like i think there's different kinds of goals, you know, there's like finishing a race and then there's like a time goal. And it was just like, okay, being able to just finish a race while I was having so much distress, yeah. <laughs> like that was accomplishing a really big goal um, for me. And again, a lesson learned. I knew that. So I thought I healed properly and then got home and I um, was like cleaning my bike and I had stored like stuffed my gel wrappers into the little thing. And I was like cleaning my bike and I pulled them out and I realized all of them were like half full still. Oh, I only had like half gels. So I was like, okay, clearly did not eat enough. But another <laughs> like, I don't know what super important doing. tip or takeaway to, to make sure you're finishing everything in the gel, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> and exactly. Like, there's so many things can get in the way of that too. The nerves, stuff like that, right? You might not notice, but it's 
yeah, it's right. good to keep that in mind to make sure you're getting all the nutrition because obviously it's very important. Yes, it can. It's just crazy, like how much you do all this training, and then it's like something stupid yeah. like that can just throw you through yeah. a loop. And I mean, yeah, it's it's true. You don't know. You know, we we're in Santa Cruz. You thought it was going to be cool and and breezy, and it was. You know, it was a heat wave. It was hot and it was humid. Yeah, yeah so many factors can impact that for sure. Um, so yeah, it's good to be aware of everything like that. Um, and you know, I I imagine that if I tried to run twenty k right at this very moment, I would probably go through the exact same feelings as you did after a massive <laughs> swim and bike. Um, but for those of us who don't know what it's like to run a marathon or a half marathon, um, even on a good day, what's it like? to run after a, a huge swim and bike <laughs> that was a good question um <laughs> it feels weird yeah. um especially like your first few tries you get kind of used to it and that's what brick workouts yeah. are for you know to get used to that feeling but you feel so wobbly you're like almost like have to get your seat like your land legs yeah. after um i don't like a half iron man um so it's a 56 mile bike and then the half marathon and that's you're kind of stiff for like the first mile or so. Okay. And then I, I'm usually good. I can usually like fall into like a rhythm. Okay. Um, and the full Ironman, I've only done two of those. The first one was like just trying to finish. Like I had no goal. And then the second one I did was last year. And that one, um, same kind of thing. You know, you just, it's a weird feeling because you're so tired mm-hmm. from like the 112 miles <laughs> on the bike and it's hot. And you're just like, oh my God, I'm like, I just want to take a yeah. nap. But then, I think it's just because it's like totally different muscles running and biking. Like you start running and you're like, oh, okay, I think I can do this. But it's it's definitely uh, interesting. No, absolutely. The legs must feel incredibly heavy. Yeah, Yeah, it's like heavy and it does take once you get it loosened up, though, after a couple miles, it definitely feels better. (laughs) And the brick workouts, that's, you know, running or swimming and then or sorry riding or swimming and then biking right after um yep uh definitely helps sort of acclimatize to that feeling or makes your your body Mm -hmm. uh, adapt better to that maybe yeah Yeah. okay yep okay maybe maybe i'll give one or two of those a try in the next next year so we'll see how it goes (laughs) but i like i said i'll definitely (laughs) i'll I'll, uh i'll tap into you first for some inspiration for sure carolyn thank you Perfect. I'll be there. <laughs> is, is there anything you're looking to change with your coach since the that of the Iron Man? Is there anything for next time? Um, I was like so mad after. So this is funny. I like had a call with him, and he knew how much I liked group rides. And the whole summer, I did not do like any group rides. You know, I was like, I'm just focusing on Santa Cruz. I'm going to see how I do with this new training structure. And then I'm just going to like crush it. And then like, then I'll know like his coaching strategies, like, right, blah, blah, blah. And then I did the race. And then the next day on the call, cause like we were just, you know, debriefing and I was like, okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I really want to go back to group rides. <laughs> and he thought I was asking because of how shitty I did at the race. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. Like, I don't want you to. And I was like, no, 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 no. Um, no, I like wanted group rides. Like months ago, I was like, I need these group rides back. But, um, I think, well, <sighs> I think the big thing is just like the nutrition. He wants me to document it in training peaks, like, you know, practice the nutrition out, um, when I'm training and then document it in training peaks and then, um, trying like salt tabs, which I had actually never, I know what they are. I just had never tried Mm -hmm. them before. 
never thought to. Um, so incorporating those into my training now, cause I am very salty when I sweat. Uh, I think that's half the reason I cramp so bad. So hopefully that will never happen again. Um, and then I think we're kind of just sticking to the same plan because then I did the Malibu, um, Olympic triathlon the following weekend. And I, um, I PR that that's a 25 mile, like 24.8 mile bike. And I PR it by like four oh, minutes. Wow. Um, and I was the fastest woman by like two minutes on the bike. And I was like, okay, well clearly something he's doing. Yeah. That's sporting. incredible. Good for you. Um, <laughs> thank you. So that was like a really good feeling. Um, but my next big race, big triathlon is like December 4th. Um, so I kind of want to see how I do there with hopefully proper fueling. Yeah. Um, and then go from there. Cause like, it's just so hard to gauge my performance from Santa Cruz just because of the fueling issue. For sure. For sure. Mm. I'm incredibly jealous. I couldn't imagine riding. I know. I was just December. thinking that too. I was <laughs> like, oh man, I'm going to be like on an indoor trainer and it's going to be like five feet of snow outside. So I'm incredibly yeah, jealous. Feel a little lucky. <laughs> I know everyone's, they're asking where it is. It's in Palm oh, Springs, man. California. I'm like, well, I can't complain. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I would love to be there. I, I don't think you, you can't underestimate salt as well. The, um, yes, was, we use, uh, endurance tap, which you won't have there, but it's pure maple syrup, but they've started incorporating caffeine and salt mm -hmm. into it. Yeah. Uh, and both of those have made a huge difference going from just like, it used to be pure maple syrup and, and then they added those in and, and they feel much better mm -hmm. on the bike, um, to have some additional salt and caffeine in there. Oh yeah. Um, it's, it's huge. It's something I think a lot of people especially maybe newer athletes may not even think like might completely neglect, you know? Mm -hmm. I, I think the last thing you want when you are surrounded by like sweet gels is some salt. <laughs> um, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, we, we have one last question before we go to our quick fire round. Um, but we wanted to know what's next for you. What do you have uh, as any big goals in the future and where do you see yourself in the next few years? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so uh, like I said, I got my pro card this year. Uh, the pro card lasts for like you're eligible, not eligible. You could, you have it for three years. Um, and then you have to like requalify during that time period. Um, so I don't, I don't really know. I think I'm doing the one in December, the big race in December. Um, Ironman doesn't release the pro list. Um, you can only do certain races if you're a pro, um, they haven't released that. They don't release it until December. So I won't really know what big races I'm doing, but for the future next year, I'm hoping for a couple halves and probably a full. I don't really, <laughs> I try to do fulls maybe once every few years. Cause they're just, it's so much yeah. training. Um, but I think, yeah, just, I don't know, hopefully keeping maybe could requalify for my pro yeah. card, um, and continue that the perks are really <laughs> nice. Um, but, how uh, how does that uh, yeah. um, work as well? If people don't know, like how how do you qualify for a pro card and triathlon? That is a really good question because I literally did not know <laughs> myself until I got it. So there's a bunch of different ways, and there's a really confusing document you can go find on USA Triathlon because okay. um, everything's <laughs> always straightforward with all these things. <laughs> so straightforward. <laughs> there's like 20 different ways you can qualify. And like the way I qualified, I think was the least confusing. So, um, I did an Olympic distance triathlon in May. It was the LA triathlon. LA okay. triathlete does LA triathlon. <laughs> um, and so that race had a, um, a, a pro wave and there was a prize purse. And so didn't, I knew that there were pros there. I didn't really think anything of it, but then I ended up getting third overall. And then my friend who won, 
she's like, oh, did you know you qualified? And I was like, for your pro card. <laughs> so if you do a race <laughs> where there is an elite wave and the prize purse is greater than $25,000 and you get in the top three of your uh, overall men or women, you can qualify wow. that way. Um, so it's really specific. Uh, and then other ways are like Ironman has a really confusing point system. Okay. Um, I don't know how that works. So there's just like different ways, but I just think it's like kind of funny cause like I qualified for it and I was like, I don't know if I should take it. Cause I mean, I'm like good, <laughs> but I'm like, I cannot compete with these, pro- you know, it's like, Oh, it's so intimidating. These girls are way faster than me. And it's just so weird because there are girls that are way faster than me. Like my friend Elizabeth back in Cincinnati had not qualified for her pro card and she destroys me in every like race. Um, but it's just like the different, like she just hadn't done, you know, a, a race to qualify like the easy right, way right. i guess but um yeah so no for sure don't but... don't sell yourself short a professional athlete is a professional athlete oh thank you hands down and you would absolutely destroy us um especially in running or swimming that's for sure <laughs> <laughs> i don't know about the running but <laughs> thank you oh the, the running, running hands sure. down running is <laughs> yeah running is so dumb i will say it again <laughs> That so I think dumb. is the best quote of the uh, of the episode for sure. Uh, pro triathlete says, you "Could title the episode that." I love it. <laughs> it's so dumb. Yeah. Something that everyone can agree <laughs> upon. I know. Even no, I think we all can. Yeah, I think runners would agree. Yeah, that running sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, no, amazing insights. Thank you so so much. Um, we'll uh, we'll jump into maybe some rapid fire to finish it off. Hell yeah. Awesome. So, try bike on a group ride, yes or no? No. <laughs> Excellent. We love to hear. That. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> There's no right or wrong answers with any of these quick fire questions, <laughs> except for that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to offend my triathlete friends, but it's yeah. just not safe. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one is cats or dogs. Cats. Nice. East coast or west coast. West Coast. <laughs> uh, your favorite beer or drink right now? Ooh, um, that is, ooh, this one's, I don't I can't fly through, fly through that one. That one's hard. Oh man, my favorite easy drinking beer is Eight Hundred Five, um, and then also Golden Road. They're like two California. I think you can get them nationally though. But then, um, and then I guess. Oh, there's another one called Cali Creamin, and it's a California cream out. I think those nice. are my three favorite beers awesome. right now. Awesome. Um, if you weren't a pro triathlete uh, and had a full-time job, how would you spend your free time? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> can I say riding yeah, my bike? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely you can. We love to hear yeah, that here. I would probably <laughs> right? I would definitely ride all day. I think I'd ride all day, and then I'd ride in the morning, and then I would go to the beach oh, man. every single day. Yeah, that sounds awesome. That would be nice. Um, <laughs> the, the next one is sock doping, uh, plain socks. I, I'm going to have to say trainer socks as well, or no socks. Uh, sock doping. Another great answer. Josh, nodding, yeah. <laughs> of course, there's no other way. Um, best song on your playlist right now? Oh, wow. That's a really hard question. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Am I allowed For to sure, look? sure, absolutely. Look. Okay, let me look at my Spotify real quick. I have like a running playlist that's pretty fire. Um, 
because running is the most motivation (laughs) yes is there a correlation oh my god if i don't have like a (laughs) there is i can't uh, you know at triathlons you're not allowed to wear headphones on run and that kind of sucks you know um i can't imagine running that far with no music oh it's awful (laughs) you just hear yourself breathing oh it's hard in bike races sometimes and uh, yeah i can't it would be a whole nother level on the run yeah it's bad um i really like there's this remix okay i don't know my spotify you know it's got like the recommended song so i just find all these like this one it's how will i know which is like whitney houston but it's the clean bandit remix okay okay it's fine. It's so catchy. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look it up for Put sure. That on repeat. <laughs> it's good. It's good. <laughs> nice, nice. That's awesome. Um, so yeah. Um, go for it, Mikey. Okay. <laughs> to finish it off, <laughs> uh, what show are you into right now? What are you watching? I actually just started Dahmer. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I'm at like a few halfway good. through right now too. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'm only two episodes in, but I'm a big uh, true crime serial killer girly yeah. so no no absolutely it's funny like one of my best friends is is out in la right now and my wife and i just always watch true crime and we're watching Dahmer right now and then uh, it's a two-week trip for our friend but she lost her phone on day one uh and, and we hadn't heard oh, no. from her for, for like a week and then she finally like <laughs> replied to like our messages i think yesterday it was and we were both like we thought you were dead and like <laughs> maybe we watched too much true crime <laughs> <laughs> right like you're like thinking of there's so many possibilities yeah, exactly right? your mind just starts racing <laughs> <laughs> oh man no that's awesome that's awesome thank you so so much uh for some awesome insight and for joining us um uh, and spending time with us having coffee um we really appreciate it of course. and uh yeah yeah thank you and we'll uh thank you guys we'll definitely we'll fun. definitely look into maybe some triathlon uh, questions for you in the future for me so uh we'll we'll keep you posted Perfect. On that. i'll be here i'll be waiting sounds awesome. good okay thank you guys <laughs>